Hello everyone, Rob Kress here, Root Pharmacist from Root Pharmacist Radio, and thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. So last episode, we talked about um, different options for autoimmune arthritis. And at the end of it, um, I tailed off with talking about some like mind-body stuff. And that's going to lead me on this one, this little short podcast here, this episode, to kind of get a little more into that. Um, about 2012, I wrote a book that was called Whole Pharmacy, Reversing the Trends of Disease in an Overmedicated Society. Now, I haven't really promoted it much. I it's I think some are floating around, um, but I, I kind of want to update things. But I started going through the book, and I there was a lot of quotes that kind of just rang true to me and really hit me. And what I realized at the time, I was um, – I was very inspired by the book, A Course in Miracles, uh, and I had uh, basically when I looked at it, you know, I found it quite interesting because when you hear a miracle, right? Sometimes you're, you know, your your uh, your kind of BS monitors go up, right? Like you know, whether you believe in miracles, whether you don't. I come from a science background, but I definitely think a little far out beyond where the scientific realms go. So you know, I definitely believe in the proof model. But once again, I think anything's possible. Anyway, when I came across uh, the book, I had a major aha moment. And you know, first thing before we go into that, one must understand that the authors themselves were involved in the conventional medical paradigm. They were clinical psychologists at Columbia University, okay? So they came from science. Now, the book itself, they said, was a result of a simple shift in perception. And that's exactly what a miracle is as they describe it. So I want to talk about the ability to heal here. You know, my interpretation of how they said it was miracles are simple shifts in one's perception, which lead to the behavioral follow-up aligned with our true desires, and then we get results. While simple, this doesn't mean that we should treat these things or these shifts lightly. As it is outlined in the course, quote what they say, miracles transcend the body. They are sudden shifts into invisibility away from the bodily level. That is why they heal. So I found that very interesting, and that's what I want to speak about today. And that's why I have named this podcast Simple Shifts in Perception, Tiny Tweaks in Action. You know, as a practitioner, a healthcare practitioner, whatever you might be, a doctor, uh, a nurse, a PA, a pharmacist, a nutritionist, uh, a health coach, psychologist, whatever you might be, you know, uh, massage therapist, yoga instructor, we all have a role here, right? We all have shared roles in helping people, hopefully helping people heal. Now, I like to look at ourselves or when you do this as a teacher, and even if you just take the broad sense of what a teacher is, you know, it is my true belief that a good teacher is as much a student as they are a teacher, and the best teachers are actually more of students than they are. They are consummate learners. And that's how you can helpfully educate your patients, clients, students, whatever it might be. So what I want to do today, and this one, this this podcast is just kind of shooting from the hip in a bit. Um, I just want to go over a couple examples on how these basically simple shifts of perception, right? So it's just how we perceive something. We might just change the way we look at it a little bit which might lead to another tiny tweak in actions. Now, these actions can lead to other actions and unfold. So let's just give like three different examples. Now, these examples might be coming from my world. So I don't, you know, you should be able to understand them, recognize them. You might be a client, a patient that has these or, you know, a disease state or, you know, may recognize or maybe you're a practitioner that 
understands these kind of avatars that I'm giving you. I don't want to give over like three different ones to give an example. The first one would be like a metabolic person on a lot of medications. So this would be a standard person who maybe hits the obesity rate, which is climbing in the United States and a lot of industrialized nations. Uh, a person that tends to be, um, you know, have insulin resistance, a person that tends to uh, possibly be diabetic, overweight, uh, high metabolic syndrome is what I'm speaking about. They could have high blood pressure, high lipid levels, all these things that can come, roll in. Now, when you see someone like this, they can be on a lot of medications. They could be on maybe a beta blocker to lower their blood pressure. Um, could also slow their heart rate and slow oxygen to their tissues. They could be on a statin drug if they have high lipid levels, which will deplete coenzyme Q10, often cause pain as well in their uh, muscles, maybe their joints, make them feel a little tired. They could be on something like metformin to lower their blood sugar, also depletes coenzyme Q10. Uh, maybe they're on a diuretic, so then we're depleting some B vitamins, some magnesium, um, or even another heart medication for let's say uh, AFib, that might deplete magnesium. There's a whole host of stuff these people can be on. So what can we look at with them? So you look at the individual and what is their perception after they just went through the medical paradigm? It's, okay, here's your medications. We'll see you back in a few weeks. You know, you're brand new to this. And then we'll monitor you every three to six months to see how things are going. Checking your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your HbA1c in that case, oftentimes, um, cholesterol levels and see where you go. But what we're going to do is we're going to basically treat slash suppress your symptoms and see how you go along. Now, you and I know very well that we're only suppressing symptoms in this case, and we're really not getting to the root right? Um, and if the person just stays on that course and does not make dietary changes, uh, in my mind, that's kind of that slow march to death. And that's where a lot of people are in our society. Um, you know, they just slowly get sicker and sicker as they move on. They might still be living to their 70s or 80s and stuff, but they start losing function. They start losing freedom. And I don't think that's the goal that anyone wants to find to. So what if we threw in a simple shift of perception uh, and obviously some tiny tweaks of actions here? In this case, I would say, you know what, two things let's look at. And, it, you know, things have to be kept simple. I think people, you know, if, if someone has had these same habits their whole life, throwing a whole bunch of changes on them unless they've got the will of god <laughs> it's going to be a difficult thing and they might fall off easy so what if we just made alterations of diet and then we also focused on the nutrient depletions so in this case you know let's look at a diet that's more primal oriented uh you know maybe a plant slant uh adequate protein low carbohydrate high healthy fat type diet let's get them more metabolically efficient let's uh tell them what they should not eat, right? Let's take all those processed foods away, those sugars and stuff like that. This in itself can be a feat in itself, but what people can notice are dramatic changes and dramatic results. Now, being that they're on a whole host of medications, I would really like to help uh, plug the holes of nutritional depletions. You kind of heard the things I was talking about. So what if we got them on some coenzyme Q10, some magnesium, maybe a good B complex or something like that. Just some simple things like that. These tiny tweaks, right? This change of perception that they may have, even these tiny tweaks could lead them to a, a change of perception. So it doesn't even have to be in that order. They might start having a better outlook, seeing things differently when they realize they can walk to the 
uh, mailbox without being out of breath when they realize that, you know what, I might even be able to get off of some of these medications and feel better than I ever had before. That's a huge win. Let's give you a second example. Let's talk about someone who's generally healthy. Uh, they're fit, right? So they, they're actually a healthy body mass index. They work out, they're in the gym a lot. They live a very, very fast-paced, hectic, hectic life. So stress is high with them. They've got a lot of responsibilities, but you know what? Maybe they're the person that likes the responsibilities and they, they kind of take it head on. Well, this person could also be the person that's dealing with a, maybe a lot of aches and pains as far as muscle tension, right? Um, maybe it's in the neck. Maybe they're starting to feel the tingling down their arm, a little numbness and stuff like that from that. So they go to the massage therapist on a regular basis. Maybe they see the chiropractor on a regular basis so they can keep on their fast pace. Now, all well and good, but once again, we still have this underlying seed that keeps coming to the, per uh, the surface. So in this case, the change of perception, the tiny tweak of habits might come into uh, educating them on how to shift gears, focus, recognize what that tension is. Um, it could be anything. It could be the fact of looking at uh, ultradian rhythms. So taking many breaks between, you know, throughout the day between the strong times of focus and of accomplishment to give them some little breaks, maybe some breathing exercises, disconnect themselves from the day. Um, that can help certainly reduce. And, and we could even go deeper where we can be talking about in this case, things a little deeper, such as, um, uh, you know, like, like in their case, uh, they might, be having difficulty sleeping, you know, wiring down at night. They may have home hormonal issues. You know, these simple things that come in even to a very healthy on paper, you know, person looks very healthy on paper. So basically recognizing cortisol levels, recognizing how stress works in the body, the simple shift or tiny tweak could really be educating them and training them to make that stress response change in the life. It could be full-blown meditation. That's cool, but it doesn't have to be if that seems too much for them to do. I know a lot of people that say, I can't sit still for that amount of time, but you know what? Let's make these tiny tweaks. Let's take these tiny steps to get an appreciation and then to get a feeling. So let's go over a third person. So maybe this person is, man, they've got it all dialed in. They actually feel healthy. They're limber, limber you know, uh, they sleep well, but there's some non-health related issues in their life. And I guess we could say, quote unquote, non-health. Non-health meaning, you know, chances are they are affecting them in some way because, you know, what are we within our health? We're of our physical body, right? We're of our mind, we're of our emotions. So they may not be in pain, but maybe there's issues with their job. Maybe there's issues with income or relationship. These little um, deeper steps that we can take. This could really take us deeper into examining the mind body. Uh, and I look at this in two different ways. So, you know, we could be looking at the energy centers of our body, looking at the chakras, going in that direction. We can look at post-traumatic hurts, um, issues that they've had along the way, and we can detail it almost like a, a classical homeopath would basically find a cure for every symptom dial in there. And we could track that. And I think that's an awesome way to go. The other way we can recreate, you know, this direction would be maybe uh, down the roads of like uh, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, uh, his book, Psycho-Cybernetics, where a lot of times he's not like about the past regression and not saying that's what my first example, uh, past life regression, not, not saying that's what my previous example recommends, but 
the power of visualization actually where you can kind of create and reprogram your subconscious to create the habits that you're looking for. So say your problem, uh, it could be with, I don't know, we'll say it could, we'll just say a relationship issue or something like that, or maybe a job issue. Maybe that's what you're looking for. You're healthy, everything's going well, but you just haven't found that career potential that you're looking for. Your job is great, but you're not satisfied in other areas. You want to do something that's more of a passion. Well, if you visualize doing that day in and day out, you know, how your day would go, your first 10 minutes a day, what is your perfect day? You've heard of exercises where people have said, like, write it out on paper, store it away, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, there's a power in basically imprinting this into our subconscious, and that would be through visualization. So that's another option we can do. So I hope this all kind of makes sense. What I was trying to do is give you an example of how, as, you know, the title certainly says, we can make these simple shifts in perception. Because perception in this case literally can be forced visualization, right? Um, and tw tiny tweaks of action. And as I said before, sometimes the action can change the perception. But these are what gives people the stepping stones wherever they are. They could be physically very unhealthy. They could be healthy with some general aches and pains, everything else dialed in. Or they could be the actual picture of health, but finding, you know, uh, somewhere else in their life that just, you know, isn't serving them properly. So, you know, there we go. I just hopefully gave you some food to thought on this one. Love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts and ideas, my email is rootpharmacist at gmail.com. Appreciate you doing it, uh, tuning in, and we will talk shortly. Have a wonderful day.